Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Clubhouse podcast with your host Jamie and the usual suspects alongside me on the couch, Ryan and Paul. Boys, how have we been this past week? Good. Uh, I've had a good week. Paul's obviously been busy. We've uh, we got an iPad with us this week. Paul, tell us about it. We're advancing in technology in the pod this week, so we've invested in a Samsung Galaxy tablet mm-hmm. with all the latest information, so we can have live, up to date um, changes on the leaderboards of the ranking points, which aren't going to change when we start <laughs> and finish this episode. But not just not just the rankings, live scores, everything, stats. Yeah. So bios, everything. Yeah, good. And we managed to obviously have a hit ourselves, didn't we, all this Saturday, wasn't it? The Saturday morning, all three of us managed to get out there practicing our, our shots, fair to say. Bit more work still needs to be done. You know what it is? We've all got one part of our game which is like just disgusting. And there's like a big gap between that part of the game and the rest of it. But apart from that, we are decent. Mine's my backhand. What's yours, Ryan? Mine's my forehand. Oh. backhand. Mine's uh, me serve, me volley, and me backhand. Definitely. Apart from that, um, but you know, as we say, we keep on practicing, keep on doing it. Well, we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Keep, on going, it. keep plugging away. Yeah, maybe one day we'll be on that leaderboard. Yeah, yeah, maybe one day we will be making it on the ATP WTA or Challenger. And speaking of obviously those tournaments, why would we be making it on the WTA? Good no, point. Valid point. Yeah. Valid point. Yeah. No, just the ATP and the, and the Challenger for ourselves. Yeah, don't rule that, Paul. Yeah. But uh, Thanks, this week, obviously, on the ATP, we are, we'll be looking into the Doha, Rio and Marseille tournaments. Um, and then also taking a brief look as well at the WTA side of things with the Dubai and the Madeira tournament that happened last week. Um, Why do you always challenge Jay? And the challenger, challenger coverage. Well. Sorry, and the challenger yeah. coverage as well. Apologies. I'm, I'm leading the challenger coverage from, from now on. Ryan has self-elected himself yeah. to do that. Obviously. The president of the year. The challenger tournament at Benoit Pair. Benoit Pair, yes, I mean Benoit Pair. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben Antonio. And Tommy. Same tournament. Hey, stay later to find out what happened in that tournament. Oh, oh yeah. Tommy and Pair. Did they play against each other? We will yeah. see. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, obviously the main theme for the pod this week will be looking into some of the best comebacks that we feel um, have happened since we've started watching tennis. Um, we've picked out maybe sort of four, four or five games that we thought were yeah, sort of instrumental into sort of the comebacks. World class comebacks. World class comebacks. Yeah. World class comebacks is what we're doing. We would say, and it's all started because that man Andy Murray. He started off the year superbly this year with comeback, comeback city. It seems to be the man just can't be beaten when he goes down. Well, he can, but Paul, you want to take it away? Yeah, he was in Doha last week. Doha last week. Got to the final. Saved a few match points, I'll go through that in a minute, but Medvedev uh, obviously won the tournament. Yeah. Um, and 6-4-6-4 against 35-year-old Andy Murray. Good good week for the Brits, come to Kamnari afterwards. But um, yeah, he, um, good one for you. Saved three match points against Sonigo, the Italian, um, in the first round. Yep. He beat Shverev. Sasha or Misha? Sasha. <laughs> Um, Muller in the um, quarters and then he saved five ma- match points against Jerry Lehecha. 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 A great up and coming that we've noticed. Who's, who's playing well at the moment. Mm. So, for, um, seven match points in totally saved to get to the final. How long was he on court? About you know? 12 hours on court compared to Medvedev's, um, I think it was nine hours. So, quite, quite, quite a big difference. I like Medvedev's interview at the end, obviously, when he said 
when Andy Murray said he got nervous having a match point against Andy Murray because obviously everyone who has had a match point this week ended up losing mm. against him. But he said you got to have a match point to win the game. But uh, Andy did his best in that game. To be fair, maybe the the hours caught up with him. Yeah, so speak. I just think Medvedev's different uh, quality to the five other people who played that week. So if he's got a match point, he's not going to lose the game. Medvedev, different quality. Different quality. Well, the money's still player. got still got um. Good runs in him, I think, this mm. year. Still yep. got good runs, you know. Um, even with a metal hip. I heard on the uh, on the radio, Murray's uh, main goal for this year. He wants to be in the top thirty-two before Wimbledon. Why? Get seeded. Get seeded. He wants to be seeded. Yep. That's his plan for this year. So that's why he's playing. That's why I thought. Why is he playing all these like rubbish, low ranked tournaments? But it's because he really wants that. Uh, Thirty-two seed for to be ranked at Wimbledon. So yeah, good luck to him. He's seen... like fifty at the minute. Paul, just I'll just check on, on this tab, um, tab. Have a look. Live yes, feed. he is fifty seconds. Is that live feed? This is live. Live, live feed. And it's live. He's and it's live. Yeah, he's jumped eighteen places. Ah, it says it as well. It says it. Under five points. Yeah, good okay. stuff anyway. But yeah, obviously onto the theme back to the pod mainly the back on the themes of the best comebacks of. Yeah. My uh, comeback, lads, uh, and I'll make a brief, <laughs> um, is Djokovic versus Stefano Tsitsipas at Roland Garros. Uh, I think it was 2020 or 2021. Uh, Stefanos was two sets to love up in his first ever Grand Slam final on clay. He'd won previously. He won the three 1,000 events before that. I think it was Rome... Madrid and another one so he was really could have been the favourite even though it was Djokovic two love up and then he just kind of he didn't capitulate but Djokovic just done what he does best and he just locked up his game less winners but less unforced errors yeah. and Djokovic came back and won 3-2 I think there was tears at the end for Steph um, which is obviously all understandable because big chance for him to win Quite a dramatic moment in his career, I think, because he's not really been close, as close as that, since the uh, yeah since that final. So, really, that was actually a sad one. I remember I was watching it in a uni flat, uh, at Loughborough. I was gutted. I was actually gutted for uh, Stefanos because it's quite an emotional time for him. Because obviously he brought a lot of emotion when he lost. Well, so. he's still quite young, so he's got time in his hand. It's not like. Yeah, he's 24, so he's probably got another maybe 10 years left. Yeah. I yeah. just did, obviously, the quick research. Right, you were right. He did beat Medvedev in the US in 2019, but it wasn't like a dramatic two sets to love down. He was only, obviously, he was down. Was he, well, maybe he was down two sets to love, yeah. I think he rallied. Yeah, he rallied again twice in the US Open. I told so, you. Pretty much rallied well. That's why I got confused, because I was talking about the US, US before. I knew he had two. So it's there you go. Back to back on a... He dominates him. He dominates him. But yeah, yeah, we're not going to go through the US Open one now. So, it's, uh, yeah, another great game that we obviously picked up was another brilliant comeback. Um, it was maybe not. It was more the occasion rather than anything else. So, cast your mind back to Wimbledon twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, I'm there. It was a great day for sport, really, wasn't it? Obviously, we had the cricket final as well at the T T fifty, wasn't it? T T twenty. Was it? Oh, yeah, T twenty. England. 
versus New Zealand, I think it was. Yeah, New Zealand. And that was a late one. That was going along alongside the tennis at the same time. So I know we were trying to flip between the both, trying to trying to watch them both. Yeah. But obviously, it was Federer versus Djokovic. Um, and Djokovic managed to come back and save, obviously, two two match points in the fifth set. Yeah. And he was down 7-8. Yeah. 40-15. He had to sort of mm-hmm. rally two on Federer's serve as well. Um, and then he went on to win in the tiebreak, which was first to seven tiebreak. Which was it not first to ten? No, first to seven, which I thought was a bit weird in the champ tiebreak, which mm. a bit concerning for me. I thought that should have been at least a ten. Yeah, it was actually the first time a final set tiebreak in Wimbledon's ever happened, so pretty big occasion. For it's quite a historic game that one, isn't it? Because like it was the first, was it the first year they changed the rule of Wimbledon, and then didn't they change it the year after? And that never happened again. Like a twelve ball. Which since yeah, yeah it's twelve, well, they reduced start, it. Yeah. They reduced it to like three, six extra games, so it would have been nine all. But I do believe, I think. Yeah. But yeah, Djokovic was the first man at Wimbledon since Bob Falkenberg in nineteen forty eight to go on to win the championship after being championship point down. So obviously that feat has never happened for. When was that, Forty eight. So we're getting on nearly six, well, over sixty five years or around sixty five years ago. So. Played big occasion yeah. for us to be a part of and watching that one yeah. anyway, yeah. and it just shows to go. It's never over. Right, right till the end with those points as well. Hey, that's Djokovic for you. Djokovic and Marwan. Stefanos, Djokovic, Federer. He's an all Djokovic. Paul? Your next one? Yeah, next so next tournament. That's a roundup of all the... Um, oh, we got one more. Uh, one more, we, one we one thought. Zverev and team, which was a great one. Me and Paul, I remember watching that one. It was the US was Open. There. All right, yeah, Ryan was there in spirit. You were there. I was there. Was there. Oh, yeah, caught the end. I caught the end. I was busy during the year. But Zverev, Zverev versus team. If we happen to know, Zverev was up two sets to love. Yeah, he was. I can confirm um, two sets to love. Yeah, and what, what unfolded can only be classed as sheer drama for a I think watching the it. biggest capitulation in the final in years from Zverev. Was potentially us. We remember yeah. watching it, thinking that he's gonna. Because I remember as well. I think team was might have been injured as well, or slightly injured, definitely yeah. in that game. And Zverev was. This is in the 2020 US Open, so around COVID as well. So, you know, certain players aren't even playing. So this big was the chance. Djokovic one where big he got knocked chance. out because he hit yeah, the ball girl. Hit them, the yeah, ball yeah. woman, oh. not a ball girl. Yeah. No, Lions woman. A Lions woman, yeah. 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 So, it was two sets to love up. He was actually a break-up in the third. Um, obviously, that didn't go too well for him. He ended up losing the third and the fourth. And he was 5-3 up in the final set, serving for it. And he didn't matter well, basically. Long story short, didn't manage to serve for it and ends up losing in a tie break. Um, and this is why he got the nickname for us anyway as, as a double fault merchant. He did 15 double faults throughout the game, but that might seem like quite a low number for double faults considering Sabalenka's territory and them going five sets. But I think it was the timing of those yeah. double faults mm. that really does show the true colours. They're on big points at big moments when you need to definitely get your serve in. So, to make the other player play the points and just giving them cheap, easy points at big point. Yeah. Just causing sheer momentum shift in that game. I remember one of the things about that game, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Do you remember their handshake after it? They'd done like a a little, like, their bro handshake after he's so just like, lost, like, his first possible Grand Slam title and he's doing a handshake with him. Yeah, big one. That's... Big win for either of them because it would have been one of the first maiden, well, First maiden Grand Slam winners in time because obviously yeah. the big three were just dominating them anyway. Mm. But yeah, they were obviously all of our sort of main comebacks really. 
Um, I will just say one little quick question. Because of Murray and everything he's done, obviously this is why we have this episode, but thank you, Andy, for giving us a theme this week. Um, Andy Murray is the number one player to come from two sets to love down. So obviously this is only in Grand Slams. So Andy Murray is the two sets to love down. And uh, how many times has he gone on to uh, do that feat? That's okay. That's not your So he's won it. How many times has Andy Murray come from two sets to love down? He's the number one ranked okay. player to do this. Um, I'm going to go first. No, I've got you first. Go on. No, go on, Matthew. Five times. Five times. <laughs> well done, Paul. That's why. Yeah. That's why Paul isn't the knowledge yeah. of the tennis. I am. Fifteen. Fifteen. Round a little bit too high. Eleven times he's come back from two sets to love down. Me, please. Just breaking, obviously, Federer's record. He was ten times from coming two sets to love down. So Federer's done quite well there as well. Mm. When you think about, he should be dominating most games. But five. Oh, Does that's the five? worst. <laughs> I didn't say five. Think about how many girls I've played for. And can you remember who the eleventh was? Who was the most? Who was? Who was Andy? Who was Andy Murray's most recent oh, two sets to love down game? Hold on, hold on. That'll be in the Australian Open. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm asking you who it was. Who was his 11th two sets to love down? Fognini. Potentially the match of the US Open for us, any? Oh, the, the oh, Australian Open. Oh. No, no, uh, Bertin. That would have been his 10th. Was he two oh. sets to love down against Bertini? I can't, I can't remember. remember. It went to five sets, but. Yeah, it went to five, I don't think it was. Come on, boys. Can we have a clue? Um, he was a Cocker 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 I'm sorry to tell you this yep. but it was Cocker it was Cocker <laughs> so yeah that was my little anyway, my little, little quiz question yeah, okay, I've got a quiz question oh. based on this so how many players have come back from two sets of down in all four Grand Slams five <laughs> no I'm not going to do that how many players so from player what year are you talking about from the all time, time. So they've had to come from two sets of love down in the French, US, Wimbledon, and the Australian. And the Australian Open. How many have done it in all four Grand Slam tournaments? All four. I'm going to say it's definitely going to be a lowish number. Um, um, I'm going to go for six. Six. Four. I'll go one better than that. Seven. Twelve. Twelve. Can we name some of the players? If you can name them, I'll uh, give you a bonus point. See if Murray's done it. Has Murray done it? Nope. Fognini? Fognini. I knew he'd be there. That's why I had to, I had to Google good. it to get the fact that yeah. I knew he'd done it recently. What about... I'm just, uh, just like thinking of the older players. Isn't it? Something like that? No. Well, it's mainly like... Probably not the top. It's not like the top, top players. There's one of the... Fedra? One of the top three, isn't it? Fedra? Nadal? Djokovic? Fedra. Fedra. I got it right first time. Anyways, so there. You got two of the ten players. Oh, we're not finished yet. What about... Get many more. Uh, you've got to go old now, by the way. Talking Connors. Um, Talking Borg. Burdich. McEnroe. No. no. Just tell us, right? Put us out of our misery, mate. Boris Becker. Not second. Paul, you're going to know this guy. Aaron Critchstein. Never know. heard of him. Okay. Rod Laver. Yep. Carlos Moyer. Yep. No. David. Now Bandian. Now Bandian. Yannick. No. Who are these people? Manuel Orantes. No. Jared Palmer. Tommy Robredo. Robredo, yeah. And this is the shock. Fernando Vadasco. 
Tedasco. It's not a bit of a shock. Good player. Well, he's a good player, but he's grinding. That's good. 12, 12 players have come back. You know, well, 12 players. That brings on to one. Well, great stuff. Man, these are all you've just named them. I'd, I'd list them as mentality monsters, these these boys that were able to come down from two sets of love down or down in tennis. And I was just thinking to myself, what what do you think separates those those boys from, from the rest? Why uh, do they come back compared to so many players when they give up and stuff like that? Why do these not players ability, believe? I'll tell you that. It is not ability. It's mental strength, isn't it? Yeah. Knowing it's you know, you've got no time, there's no time against you, you've you know, you've got the chance to you know, win the next point and you're still in it. I think it's mentality, the ability to forget the previous point or sets, mistakes. And a big one, I think, is you've got to be confident that you're better than the opposition. And that's why people like uh, Fognini, he's a good example. He thinks he is better than most players, I think. Yeah. Uh, Federer, he thought he was better than most players. That's why those players are up there. That's why... That's what they do. So they're mentally, they might be too looked down thinking, I'm better than you. Yeah. So. And the ability to chase balls down as well, you need that when you're down as well. Never get, but, you know, making them play that one last point. To finish the match off. Andy Murray's probably a prime example of that. You yeah. always see him running around the court, yeah. left, right, just to get to it, and he smashed. Slipping, sliding, yeah. When it probably seems like he's not going to get to it. And as you say there, the format in tennis, I think, allows this more than yeah. any other sport in the world because, you know, after every points that's a, just a fresh point as you're saying after every game after every set you know multiple times i think of it in the game when we play against someone at like club level you manage to win them like 6-2 in the first set you know you think straight away i should go on and win this second set but as you know it doesn't always happen like that and you lose the second set because it's just a, a fresh set really yeah he's playing me but yeah i was obviously thinking you know why when we're not in our own games you know when we play obviously our adult leagues you you win the first set and you sometimes don't get that second set win. Why why is that? Why don't we why don't we go on and win? Sort of type of thing, or why do we never come back down? Because obviously your boys are saying it's mentality things, you just not think sometimes you're better Maybe than the opposition. Your opponent thinks you've got nothing to lose and you're still at a level. Your opponent's getting better, so um you know. I think in A sport, uh momentum's a big thing as well. Yeah. If you get if you two love down in sets but then you break early. Oh, you win in the third yeah. set. Yeah. It's basically 2-1 in sets. Win that set, depending on the game. So, momentum's big as well, I think. We don't always play five sets. <laughs> do we? I don't. At our level. But, um, yeah. okay. I know what you mean. True, but yeah, as you say, it's the never giving up mentality of those players at the top level, and that's why it separates them. Ram must be doing some sort of hokey-pokey dance there. But uh, yeah, that's probably what, we, what separates them from the rest anyway. Good, good theme this week, boys. Here comes my favourite bit of the uh, of the pots. Paul, give well, us a roundup. Yeah, well, round we've up. been th- we've just gone through a method of beating Murray. Yeah. Um, in Doha, mm-hmm. yeah. but there was obviously two other events for the men as well. Rio, Tam Nari. Good week for the Brits. It's gonna be a shock. Beat, well, shock of the week. You'd say that, but an injured on the men's side. Sorry. Injured Alcaraz, mm. um, Nari taking advantage of that, winning, losing the first set 5 7. Speaking of winning, <laughs> winning, winning 6 4, 7 5, second and third. Um, so, yeah, but he was heavily, same injury that uh, took him out of the Australian Open. Yeah. 
Um, really? Right, right leg in big trouble. Well, it's, it's in this week's tournament in um, Ac- um, Santiago. It's not pulled out yet. So uh, we'll find so, out. But yeah, I thought it was a re- I thought it was a carbon copy of the the Argentinian one. I thought we were watching Buenos Aires at one stage because <laughs> mm-hmm. the exact same final. But yeah, as I say, Nori with a different result this week. So again, bit of fighting spirit there this week. Yeah, Didn't his least favourite service and and he's um, is it? Yeah, and he chose to play in uh, these three events uh, on clay. Just to get the practice in. It must be yeah. It must be must be flying up the rankings, Apple. I'll just find out for you now. He's <laughs> got live rankings here. Live. He's, yeah, he's gone up from 13 to 12th in the world. Yeah, I can see that on your tablet. Right? Yeah. 200 points. 200 points from uh, winning that event. And obviously, indoors, Marseille indoors, Hugo Hercat beat Bond, Benjamin Bonzi. Bonzi. Bonsai, I call him. Bonsai, Bonsai. Um, in straight set, 6 3, 7 6. Decent result that uh, against a Frenchman in Marseille indoor. It's going to be loud. It's going to be like a Davis Cup atmosphere. The Frenchman, but yeah, like indoor, yeah. Uh, Bonzi saving match points in the semis against Yimmer. Weimer, um, sorry, Yimmer, Weimer. Um, but yeah, so them two, um, three events for the men. Um, yeah, and Good. the women, two events for the women. Take us through it, Paul. Dubai. Krajakova beats Switek. Shop. Shop. Yeah. I remember you telling me before, obviously she'd only lost four games in like the semi-final or something like that. Was raving about her last week, wasn't it? Four, yeah, she lost four games last week. And the first two matches this week, or yeah, this week just gone, she lost four games. And I thought she was going to blitz through. Do it again. Do it again. Um, She conceded nine games to get to the final. Which for her standards was a bit, mm. bit poor, um, but yeah. So she um, um, she conceded yeah one and one against Fernandez and one and love against Sam Samovich, um, and one hour thirty two minutes in the final. Yeah, Krajicek of a beat Swiatek, um, but she deserved Krajicek deserved to win that title. Being Kazakina, Kvitova, Sabalenka, Pegula, and obviously fight in the final, Swiatek. I mean, that's a decent through, one. Sabalenka's a big one there, really. To be there with the confidence she must have had coming off. Yeah. yeah. And Pegula. Pegula's, Pegula's, Pegula's playing yeah. well. No, but he got battered Pegula in the yeah. previous week, yeah. so maybe it's not like as good or as big a victory, but to beat Eager. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,. Women's is looking looking decent. The women's as in lot of lot of um, contenders to win big matches. Swiatek isn't the overall um, you know big. Not what we want to thought. Not what we want to thought. from last week, honey. Yeah, last yeah, week well, she's unbelievable. She was. This week she's, she's not quite. Well, she was, but I tried to get the uh, rackets up on your little tablet, but it says only you can access it. Yeah, it's my fingers. You've got to use my fingers. Okay, but we can't forget the other events in Madeira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Mexico, Camilla Georgia beating Rebecca Peterson. Peterson. Rebecca. In three sets. Seven six one six six two in two and a half hours. Um, fourth title for Camilla Georgia. Other titles was the thousands in Montreal. 
they don't. Can't. I don't think they communicate much. No, I don't think they do. They just have like the separate bodies, isn't it? They need to come together mm. for the sports and. Paul's just managed to whip up on his laptop. It has yeah. been confirmed that we did say last week, Djokovic has got the most weeks at world number one, at 378. This is ever? This, this yeah, is ever. Male or female? Yeah, so that's Steffi Graf's 377 weeks at number one. That's why it was a big thing, right? That's why it's official this week. I've just done the stats on it. Oh, no, I need to... Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out... Sorry, go on. Carry on. What are you trying to think? Number of years? Yeah. You're trying to do 378 divided so by 52. Divided by... 52. That's no, how many weeks. Divided by seven days a week. Why seven days a week? No, times it by seven days a week and then divide by 52. Okay. So, m- most weeks are number one. Are you I, trying to get the number total number of days? No, I'm trying to get Before the... Steffi Graf, we had yeah. uh, Martina Navratilova, 332 weeks. Serena, 319. And well, there's 52 weeks in a year, Ryan, so Absolutely. you just divide that by 52. and we're assuming he just goes on to win the Dubai this week. <laughs> and Paul's just zooming in on his face. Yeah. Just to get better. We're, assume, so. we're assuming he goes on to win this Dubai tournament. By this time next week, it could be seven and a half years. Well, it will be, Ryan, because I don't think anyone will take over enough points to be able to win. It's 7.2 years now. I'm pretty sure it's guaranteed anyway. <laughs> but he'll win more weeks anyway. Yeah. Could be eight years by the end of the year. But yeah, well, we'll wrap this episode up anyway while Paul plays with his iPad anyway. Yeah. He's, he's quite happily playing away there. Just, the clicking his... just zoom in. Chakovic's face. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's a good investment. Few good, <laughs> few good tournaments next week. Two five hundreds in a week. It's not often you get that in tennis, so enjoy it. It's not a one thousand, but hey, two five hundreds. The season is a good well, challenger. I'll keep everyone up to date on that. Yeah, I feel like the season is well underway. To be fair, and obviously players are playing, getting into their better tennis as we get into Indian Wells is is very soon around yeah. the window. So fast approaching as they were. Exactly. So players have got to be hot on their form, which is why they're going to be playing a lot of tennis. A lot of good matches to follow this week as well. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, boys. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Hey, he's not having hey. that tablet next week. Keep it's it tablet. Maybe keep it tablet.